Good evening and welcome to The Real Study with your hosts, Mr. Snippets, Black Girl Marvel, Mr. Marvelite, all the movie things, the pre-review with Super Kami Guru, and me, The Real Study Movie Voice Guy. Let's go to the poster wall. Hey, hello, everyone. We are here for episode two of The Real Study, still season one. And uh, with me tonight, as usual, we've got Black Girl Marvel, we've got Mr. Marvelite, and we've got all the movie things. And we are here to talk about some movies. And we've already got some people saying hello in the chat. Hello, everybody. How are we all doing? Oh, we're doing good. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> tired. Let's get a beer. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I, I hear that. Um, so yeah, we are here to talk about the movies you see here. Uh, we're going to talk about the Netflix original Kate. We're going to talk about Malignant. We're going to talk about everything from season uh, season one, obviously, of What If, but episodes two through, I think we're on six now, right? So that's five whole episodes. Yes, quite quite a bit. Yeah. But I, I think we can get through some of them faster than others. So uh, yeah. Yeah. why don't we why don't we dive right into it and we'll head on over to the uh, the drive-in. And uh, mm-hmm. hello. So uh, another week and another episode. Uh, who was excited for this week's films? I got, I got too excited. Wasn't prepared for them. <laughs> like, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, especially the one. Yeah. I was, I was literally for looking me. at our, our chat. Like, what are these movies? Like, I have no idea what I'm getting into. So it's kind of cool. I kind of like that though. Like, just yeah. Jumping me in. too. Yeah, agreed. And I, I and I, the same way. I was hoping that we'll get more and more interaction from the chat on what kinds of movies to watch, so that we're all surprised on that level. Um, Why the Last Man will be next week, as you see in the on the poster wall. It does say uh, reviewing oh. soon. That's going to be our yeah. uh, next week's stuff. And I think um, we're not quite into October, but we will be doing. Oh, obviously, it's October. We're going to be doing a lot of spooky stuff, and so. We'll oh, try yeah. to we'll try to stay tame, but at the same time, all the all the movie things has a list of horror movies that he has never seen, oh, my and God. Yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna pull from that list. And hello to everybody in the chat. Hello, uh, cool. there's a lot of people saying hello to everybody. So uh, let's let's dive right into Kate, uh, this Netflix original film starring, uh, and I always mess her name up, but it's. Um, Elizabeth, oh man, I always do this. Somebody, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, right? Weinstead, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I thought I was going to get it right, and then of course I didn't. And then of course uh, Woody Harrelson uh, is in the film, and um, that's those are the two biggest names. That's Black Girl Marvel. Remember, oh, just a, just a reminder <laughs> on her name. <laughs> Hello. We we just got followed by Peter Peter Spider Parker Man One, and Ahoy nice. Captain Salty Dog. Hello. Um, Ty- Tyler, it's Tyler from from TikTok, uh, who is Peter Spider Parker Man One. Oh, man. hey Tyler, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it really is. Oh man, Peter Spider Parker Man. I really I really hope that you never expect Snidbits to get your name right because. Um, I can't even get my co-host names right, so it's okay. be like Parker Spider Peter Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're gonna mess me up. Everything, but. 
the one. It yeah. is a great, it is a great name. And welcome. Thank you for showing up and, and saying hi. Oh, Peter Spider Parkerman. It's Parkerman. Parkerman. Sorry, it's Parkerman. Yeah. Parkerman. It's like, it's, it's much yes. like Laufey's son, it's, right? It's the Jewish Spider. Yes. It's, yeah. Parkerman. It's, yeah. Yes. There's a, there's a joke in Friends, too, where they talk about the hyphen. I was right. like, is it Spider-Man or Spider-Man? It's like, Spider-Man. He's not Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He's like, yeah. He's not like, he's not like, like Will Spider-Man. Like, he does yeah. like Chandler yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, I feel like Spider-Man would work with the tick. That's just how it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spider-Man's the kind of character that can kind of flow. He can be very serious or he can be a jokey character. So he's got more range in the, in the Marvel world than I think people realize but i like it i like it when he's really serious though but i know we digressing yeah uh so okay we're gonna talk about kate um so this is a netflix original film and a stylized action film about uh okay i'm getting alerts but i can't quite see what they are because this isn't telling me on the left like it should and that's throwing me off um hello grim Welcome, welcome. So I think I'm getting follows, but it's not telling me in the chat. That's really weird. Thank you for telling me. Uh, and thank you for the follows. Those are, those are amazing. We appreciate it. Um, it is. Stream Elements is telling you. Yeah. Also, Snitty, that uh, that upload is is ready. Just <laughs> FYI. Okay, we might have to we might have to play this close to the wire and see how we figure it out. But we'll get it yeah. we'll get it done. We'll get it done. So uh, let's go ahead and take. Um, I know that um, Lala was the the one that was pretty excited about Kate. She was like the one you know, it's like Tin. I really want to make sure we watch this. So I'm gonna let her uh, start this uh, movie off. Give us your initial thoughts. <laughs> um, okay, so initial thoughts is. Um, it surprised me, but I will say it kind of did, but it kind of didn't at the same time because I have I had an idea for a movie that was very similar to this. <laughs> um, let you know that I was on the right track. Um, but uh, to me, it shows that Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead can be a leading lady, which I don't think a lot of people allow her to be. I think she's always very uh, uh, second fiddle-y or she's like always supporting or... You know, or she plays like a kooky character that, like, like, like from Birds of Prey, like she plays like a weird kooky character that you wouldn't actually mind seeing. You know, just totally about her. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So to see her in her like in her element as a as a as a as an action star because she was also in Gemini Man and she was very like actiony in that as well a little bit. To see her kind of like do that a little bit more further, and also for this film to not be for me to not be like a one note shoot them up bang bang type of film it was very it had a lot of heart to it um which i'm always down for like i feel like if a movie doesn't have heart it's it's and i think that's why the fast and furious movies are what they are because at the core of it it has heart and so it's like yeah i want to see y'all go to space but y'all love each other so that's that's everything <laughs> like this. so um yeah. kate was a pleasant surprise it took turns that i kind of thought was gonna happen but i'm surprised that they took and um it was just Gracie and Carnage. I mean, Woody Harrelson uh, <laughs> always played a bad guy. I don't think he's been a good guy because white man can't jump. But you're talking about Tallahassee. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm going white man can't jump. I'm going back. Like <laughs> I'm going back, back. Uh, I don't think he's been a good guy like ever, uh, like ever. But um, he's always like a dick or something, and I think it because he plays it very, very well. Um, but yeah, I, I love this film. I thought it was great. I, like, I, yeah, I'll watch it again. And I don't watch a lot, like. So, I'll watch it again. All right. 
let's see. Captain Salty Dog mentions Jojo Rabbit. They were talking about kosher Spider-Man. I still haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. We'll get on that. I know that I should have seen that by now, but um, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Um, Oh wait, you did redeem Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I just realized that. So we'll be watching Jojo Rabbit. Uh, it I all happened right there at once. Not watch it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Peter, Peter oh, Spider Parker Man, number one. Thank you for the subscription. Oh, he threw Peter the Spider he, Parker Man. He threw thank the Prime you. at us. That's the way to Thanks, go. Daddy. Love it. We'll take all subscriptions: Prime, regular, extra crispy. We like them all. Uh, uh, Mickey say Mickey say he can't watch it again. I wonder why. Oh no. Mm. I know. Right? There are movies like that, man. There are some that I just can't watch twice. Uh, so all the movie things. How do you feel about oh, Kate? Oh, Rabbit. Um, oh, my, my take. All right. Um, yeah, it was... I kind of feel like if it wasn't for Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I, I don't think this film would be... I, I think it would just be, be pretty forgettable. Uh, I, I felt like it was like it was all driven by her. Um, thank goodness, and it it just felt kind of like a lot of it was predictable. It was kind of especially like I'm I'm coming off of like just seeing the protege, which is another very like similar kind of plot. It's like a revenge kind of film. It's about mm-hmm. this assassin who's been trained, you know, and she has to get she wants to get revenge. There was a kind of a cool twist with this one, you know, with her being. Um, well, I don't know if we're doing spoilers or not. But, yeah, no, this is a spoiler-filled show, so just mention it, okay, and we'll be cool. good to go. You know, there, there's this kind of cool aspect that kind of remind me of, like, Escape from L.A., where she's she has this... She's poisoned, basically, you know, and she has, like, less than 24 hours to, to try to, like, figure this out herself and find who did it, because she's essentially dying. So there is that challenge, you know, and she gets... She gets pretty messed up through this whole thing, and you're just like... I how much more can she take, you know? So, so there was that kind of fun element added to it, but um, yeah, it was just kind of like, I felt like it was just kind of like a lot of the same stuff we've seen before. Um, I, I, like I said, those with the, without Mary Elizabeth Wenstead's performance and like Lala nailed it. Like she, she totally can't be a lead late. I would totally see a Huntress film you know with with her in it um mm-hmm. and she's she's really coming into her own i think and um someone yeah someone had mentioned there's a, a great film of hers where she plays a uh, an alcoholic and it's all about addiction and and um so that, and that, that shows a whole different side of her her mm-hmm. uh, skill set so um yeah so for me like it was it was enjoyable to watch you know it's just kind of like real fast action bang them up shoot them up kind of thing uh, there's some cool fight sequences like i was i was really surprised to see the stuff that she could do you know like she really kind of gave it her all in this film um but for me it, it didn't really stand out as anything above some of the other stuff that that we've already seen so how and how about you mr marvelite okay so I, first of all, let, let's just, because everybody's talking about, you know, about Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I, I've liked her for a while and there's been a, I, I don't know. It seems like every time I've seen a movie where she's been in, if I've liked the movie or not, she's always been my favorite part of the movie. Um, uh, if, if people are not really familiar with her, we're talking about 
Of course, probably the most notable role for her is Ramona Flowers off of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got her as Lucy McLean and Live Free and Die Hard. And I think it was um, yeah. whatever the sequel was that was really forgettable. Um, and then um, she was also Royal Pain in Sky High. Um, there's like a number of things that she has done where you may not have you may not have even recognized her unless yeah. you go through IMDb and you're like, oh, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a girl. And honestly, yeah. And of course, she was Huntress <laughs> in The Birds of Prey and the um, mm-hmm. you know the fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Um, and uh, I felt like this character and that character are very similar, but I liked this character in Kate much more than I like Huntress because I think they were trying to do way too much with that with that movie, introducing all of these different you know strong female characters. Um, Kate was was a good was a good combination, and I, I said this in the uh, in the Discord after I watched uh, Kate that I feel like now after watching because I had given a a rather positive review for Gunpowder Milkshake, also a Netflix property. Um, this this movie is very similar in a lot of ways to this. You have a strong female lead who is being who who is being hunted by basically people. Uh, spoiler alert: who also are, you know, she doesn't realize are the people that are employing her, um, and she's basically going through this um, this murderous spree to um, to find revenge, and at the same time, she's protecting a young girl, um, and the young girl wants to or has this idea to go down the same path that she does. Um, and so the thing was, I feel like um, where Gunpowder Milkshake tried to be too gimmicky and there was like a lot of the, the, all of this, like this, this complex sub, subplot that kind of muddled everything mm-hmm. up um, with the diner. It, it was, it was like the idea that they were trying to do a female John Wick movie really. Um, but you had all of these like subplots that were more complicated in Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate, it was just very simple cut and dry. Um, and honestly, that worked for it because the twist at the end, you really weren't expecting because you were expecting kind of this procedural, just kind of this fun, gory, you know, battle. And if it was just that without the plot twist, it still would have been a good movie to watch. Um, and so so when you get to that ending and let it, you know, and of course, you know, because we already met, we mentioned, you know, Woody Harrelson in Tallahassee. I love that, you know, instead of her looking for a, t- a Twinkie, it was the soda. Um, right, and, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That so was they had fun, a little yeah. homage to Zombieland, and um, but you have this this character where some of the stuff she does when she's serious is funny, but she's not trying to be funny. It's just it's kind of a, a dark humor in this film, and I liked it. And and because of it, I, I I see. Let's face it, Netflix is like a cookie cookie cutter. They're going to turn into the hallmark of. of oh yeah, <laughs> they're on their way. Uh, because you literally yeah. had this movie a couple months ago, um, but this one was done well. It was almost as if they they said, you know, we messed up with Gunpowder Milkshake. Let's do something a little bit better. Um, and so I I definitely liked it, and I I thought it was done. I thought it was done well. Um, could they have expanded on it? Maybe there could have been a little bit more character development in some places. Um, but you have this underlying, you know, the, the familial, um, you know, roles of the Yakuza and all of these different things that are going on. Uh, but they didn't make it too complicated. It was just some simple subplots that were going along with the main story that kind of led to this culmination at the end. And, and um, again, even the twist, they didn't make it too complicated. It was what it was. And they, you know, they did what they needed to do. And of course, you know. Um, I feel like the ending was a bit satisfying. Um, could we? Would we want a sequel from this? No, I don't think so. 
No. I, I, I think if they were to try to, then it would end up being like a babysitter too. No, no, like it, it, it horrendous. Or it'd be like an S Darko like, type thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like for me, Babysitter was was fantastic by itself. Right. It didn't need a sequel, and, and that sequel, sequel is so bad. And that sequel made the first movie terrible because you realize oh, that everything yeah. that was developed that's in that risk, first right? movie so bad. Oh, I wanted to like it. Him becoming confident. The whole snake under the car thing was where I left that film. I was done at that point. Anyway, uh, so Kate, um, this movie for me took a while to get going because uh, I was fine with the intro. You know, you gotta have you know something to hook you, and you know you definitely you know got some emotion with him, you know her and the kid, uh, and taking out you know that would suck even to be an assassin and deal with that. So they draw you in pretty good. But then there's the chase scene right away that feels like a really bad Fast and the Furious time, and the cars are all digital. Oh and man! It got yeah. real bad real fast. I was like, "Where's this going?" Mm. And some of those yeah. shots where they twisted the camera really fast. There's a lot of this in in 2020 decade films where stylized shots are become so stylized they're annoying. And they got to be careful because classic shots have a purpose. Like don't get too crazy with it to try to like make your mark. That's the two films tonight for me have that going for them or against them that there's a little too much flashiness with the camera when you could do it with maybe a little bit more character driven or the acting or something. That's just me. Kate had a little, it was okay. It was this side of too much stylized action, but, or camera work, I should say, but ultimately once the movie started getting going, I did enjoy it. I did start to see the twists and the turns. Woody Harrelson's great. He'll always draw me into pretty much anything, even if he's a little small part like this. Um, I thought her her interaction with the girl was great, but the, the girl was kind of one note. Um, I didn't feel much from her until closer to the end. And then again, it was still just about Kate. But the name of the movie's Kate, so can't really complain if what we're really thinking about is her so yeah that's just my initial take i don't know if that says much more but that's what i get for going last i guess um so yeah let's we can talk about it generally now um and just kind of maybe talk um, about favorite moments we're going to really get into heavy spoilers at this um, point i will say for me the car chase um didn't seem necessary <laughs> um it didn't seem necessary because like that to me that might have been like because i okay i look at films like, i think i feel like i look at them way different than other people if i have a certain high expectation of a film then i i look at it with like through different lens right i didn't really have a high expectation for this film i i had a feeling i might like it just by reading the the the, the, the description i was like okay i could probably get into this this could be something like simple that i can just like you know action um, seeing a woman be killer and like, yes, give me that because you don't have a lot of that, right? So I'm, I'm gonna like it regardless, right? You already got a six because she's starring, right? Like you already had a six for me. So, but I felt like there were some elements that I felt like they were like, we should have it because it's cool and not that it helps the story. Any, and I understand they needed a way to get her in the hospital for them to find out that she's like dying, right? But I mean, I felt like that, that could have went a different way. She could have passed out on the street, getting away because when she left the building, nobody was after her. Like nobody knew it was her. She was just walking, and then when she stole a car and started speeding, that's when everybody was like, "Oh, that's the person yeah. we're, look, we're looking for." Yeah. But she got away clean, you yeah. know. And so like. Yeah. I, I felt like she could have like passed out in a dark alley and somebody could have called right. 
called the cops or whatever. Not one one, and then she could have been in the hospital. And we still could have got that thing. But you have to have a car chase, right? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. No, you don't. But it felt like they needed that in there. No, it was almost like they were like, "Can we pluck right? Can we pluck some Tokyo Drift out of Tokyo Drift and just kind of insert into this other movie?" That's so. And for me, that's the worst Fast and Furious you can pluck from. Oh no! Come on! No! No! Sorry. Oh no! 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 That's one of the better Fast and Furious films, without a doubt. But anyway. Oh no! In stereo. Um, so yeah. You not love Fast and Furious films. You love Fast and Furious characters, and you will endure the film to watch those characters. That's just my opinion. Very. I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, I kind of dig that though. Not even mad at that. Not even mad at that. I don't know. Maybe okay. Look, the, I like simple films. The other thing that drew me into this film was Japan. Uh, I love the idea of going there. I've never gotten to go, but it's something I've always wanted to experience because of the culture, because of the history. Yeah. And so, any movie that takes place in Japan, it's almost the same feeling as a movie that takes place in a city you know. Uh, so like, you know, I know that I'm used to be in the Bay Area. So when the movie takes place in San Francisco or in Portland, because I live in Oregon, I'm like, ooh, neat, you know, and I think that's kind of cool. But then the same is true for places <laughs> I really, really want to go. Right. And I'm like, ooh, neat. Yeah, and ooh, and neat. the ooh, neat can bring two, two of Marvelites, you know, plus twos, you know, plus ones. Like, that's a factor for me. Uh, I think the reason I like maybe, the movie Cuffs is what... it's in San Francisco. And anyway. Maybe that's the future for us, you know, the real study in Japan. You know? Ooh. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be good. Yeah. I, you just, oh, I, I would love that. Anyway, uh, I don't know how you guys I feel know. about that. Uh, that's wild. That's wild. Let's, um, let's, 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 let's settle down. You're going to get me too excited. So we're going to go to I'm Japan. Sorry. I'm sorry. On location. Yes. Um, so. Yes, for sure. That'd be great. Yeah. I, I do think that that can add a flavor to a movie, but at the same time they can overdo it. And I think this movie did yeah. find a balance because they also got into the subcultures. They got into the Yakuza when the, mm-hmm. when the, when the son or the nephew, I'm sorry, when the nephew was betraying the family and selling out to the, to the guy, Jean, I was like, mm-hmm. that would happen. Mm-hmm. And they would have a serious problem with him like doing that. Mm-hmm. And it started to follow. And I it really loved the dad, the, the lead of the family. Also, with the needs being um, half and half, like that's an issue. Right. right. That was like a big, that's a big issue, too. So, like, they brought that in and, um, you know, had they kind of had uh, Mary Elizabeth's character be like a, like a stand-in mother figure, which is very sadistic in a way because, like, you know, I killed your daddy. So, mm-hmm. right. I kind of gave birth <laughs> to this you, like this new you that you had. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like, she did. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Um, but I like that dynamic. I like the dynamic of. I think they played really well off each other. I think they, play, I think they got a really good girl to play that role, and she played very well off of Mary Elizabeth. Um, I just, I just, I like the back and forth, and and I like that she liked. I, I like that she knew the culture a little bit too. That like she knew the language. Like I don't know if they were like based in fan or whatever, how long she had been there. But I love that she could see the language, and even though, like, she never. I'm pretty sure she understood everything they were saying, but she would never like, she was never like, huh? What? She just stood there and like made you talk in English to like, not give herself away in a way. And I kind of like, I think that it's like subtle, but I like that. Yeah. She did not show her cards a lot. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I will say there, there was some, some discussion about the fact that 
not in a not in a good way either but the the fact that she's kind of like going on this like asian killing spree some people are having i was reading something about this where they some people are having an issue with that how it's it's really not a great film from that aspect alone and i i mean so i'm not sure if that's even enough for discussion since it's she's like it's like set in that area and in like should she have been should mary elizabeth winston should have even been cast in this kind of thing so that that's kind of what i mean but that's been talked about that's weird because kill bill right. or the yeah. fact that it is fiction yeah. and <laughs> assassins can come from anywhere and kill anyone and if they're in japan yeah. right and there aren't a lot of white thing. people and, and let's but I'm sorry, white people are a threat in Japan. I mean, oh. so like you have the idea of the yakuza. Okay, so the yakuza are they're they're this gang, and this is the same issue that some people have right now with Jeremy Renner going yeah, to Hawkeye. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, there's like Brought the amazing up, yeah. anger, which has mentioned this, and I've I've almost thought to respond, but at the same time, I feel like we at some point you just don't need to respond about certain things. Um, that mm-hmm. because you know in Endgame, um, Ronan is killing. Um, you know, the Mexican cartels and, you know, the Japanese, uh, the, you know, the, the gangs, gang members, you know, why is he constantly killing people of color? And I find it funny mm-hmm. because if, 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 if Hawkeye, I'm going to just take a derail this for a second. If Hawkeye were to be killing people this entire time because his kids are gone, he didn't wait till the end of the five years to start killing bad guys because they didn't deserve to live. So I imagine the reason why at the end of the five years, when they're about to go try to bring everybody back, the reason Spoiler. why he's killing the Mexican cartels and the Japanese Yakuza is because he's killed all of the KKK members, the skinheads, the neo-Nazis, you know, mm-hmm. all the people in America that are doing stuff. And so he's now got to go to other countries because those people are now what's left. Mm-hmm. So you have this, you have this concept of, you know, okay, so if Kate is this assassin that's living in, in Japan. So mm-hmm. we're gonna watch. A, then the problem would be, okay. So she's she's gonna kill a bunch of like you know white people in Japan. How how right. how much yeah. of a premise is that? And at the same mm-hmm. time, we're talking about like trying to bring, you know, more people as actors um, of color into these movies. And we're gonna we're gonna base a movie in Japan, but not have Japanese people in it. So. There's like I think this the, question. Yeah, it's, I think the fact that. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's it's definitely something to be discussed further. I think it's it does have merits. I mean, you do have a point, like with the uh, the Hawkeye situation. There was like this known timeline, you know, of of this five years that he's had, and um, I I, I still think it's a valid point for people to be bringing up because it's like it's just another film that depicts people of color as the bad guy kind of situation i think is what they're bringing mm-hmm. up so yeah that's a that's yeah, a fair I, point I, mean, I, get, I get that but i would want it to be worded different i think what people's right. issues is when they have these conversations are that they were things in a way that you're just like nah but you like like you're missing your point a little bit like you're getting a little bit but you're missing a little bit because mm-hmm. i feel like if people actually took a minute thought about what they wanted to say and then try to be very eloquent in what they say maybe their point will get so like reactionary right because me personally like this honestly anybody could have been mary elizabeth weinstein's character right right she could have been black um asian um pakistani like she could have been anything she could have been any color across the sun right but 
I'm assuming somebody wanted Mary Elizabeth. I'm assuming somebody wrote this with her in mind. Like I'm, I'm, I really do. Like I really feel like somebody wrote this with her in mind because I feel like and they saw her in birth and and other right. things. Yeah. It, it, see, and then that makes even more sense because if I'm gonna do something, right. I'm gonna yeah. start in it. If it ain't no oh, biopic yeah. that I gotta find somebody, yeah. <laughs> you know. Then the question. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a start in it. But I think uh, Captain Salty Dog said it correctly. He goes, uh, "They are killing people in a region, not killing people." specifically are from that region that's a fair point so i think that that's a fair fair point at the same time just listen if you haven't seen the movie you want to watch it if you want to have that spoiler you know be you know you don't want to be spoiled from it don't listen to me mute whatever audio and i'll wave at the end but i'm going to say this when you when you finally get to the end of the film you realize it was never the yakuza that were the enemy you had an individual that was betraying the yakuza and it was literally Mm -hmm. the man who who trained her had raised her life by and, it, and you, basically there, there's this like this this assumption at the end at the end of the film where basically Woody Harrelson's character had her parents killed, which and then caused her to then go kill, you know, the person who mm-hmm. led her down that road to be the assassin, and then doing this he was going to turn it around so that that girl that she was trying to protect would then be yeah, the next version become of the same one yeah exactly. yeah that was realized that it was the white guy yeah, that was the bad it was sick. It was sickening in the best way ever. I loved it. So you guys didn't see that? I don't care what you do. Just don't get in the car. I liked yeah, that. I liked yeah. that line. And there were some really great lines in this movie. They had a couple of like very interesting lines. And there was one moment that actually got me, which is never the case in most movies. I'm usually not that surprised. But when the head of the Yakuza walked out, I was like, oh, she, she didn't do it. I expected that she would have because like mm-hmm. she was literally going to do it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she spoke, when she said, I have to, I have to finish something. Like I, I understood yeah. that. Like I under, she was just like, I haven't finished I anything and I got to do it in this now. Like I got to do something. And so the, the fact right. that he understood yeah. her and then came to her rescue and then dude, the way he dispatched of his nephew straight oh, samurai style. I liked that. Oh. I it like was that. clean. It was the cleanest thing ever. It was. Cleanest thing ever. And that guy is what, 65, 70? Like, that, that dude is it not young. Yeah. Skill, man. Yeah. Skill is skill. He was too young. He was too, like, you know, new. 22, 21st century. But to the and twist? Like, you want to. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> right? To the twist, I was not. I knew I could tell Harrelson from the beginning. I'm like, this guy's rotten. Oh. Rotten in Denmark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. I, don't I caught know. that too. I, I just didn't. Specific I don't know. Part, but it was a specific part. I was like, he did it. <laughs> right. I was, like, I was like, he did it, but then you find out that he didn't do it to the extreme. He did it, but he didn't want it to be done that extreme. Right. No, I assumed everybody was bad in this movie. Like yeah. everybody was bad. I just assumed it. I assumed the kid was bad and then I was wrong. So I'm su- pleasantly surprised. There was one movie this did remind me of to some degree and it was Crank um, where it was, you know, trying to hurry and hurry up and live, you know, hurry up and die, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it was a totally different feeling, but the premise. It took a lot of elements from a different, from a lot of different, different movies and then created like its own type of movie. Yeah, like Frank, Fast and yeah. Furious, Kill Bill, like it's a lot of, you know, John Wicky type of, like it was a nice yeah. amalgamation of a lot of things. So. Did you see what Ray said? Crank, yikes. Um, <laughs> yeah, she just had like the adrenaline. She didn't have to actually, you know, jumpstart herself. Yeah. 
I know. Well, she yeah. kind of, yeah. she just had to keep herself doped up enough to keep going with her will, which I liked more. I so. Statham, yikes. No. Yeah. I'm not a fan Statham. of Statham at all. Um, I love Statham. He is, he is like the British version of Vin Diesel. Right. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that it was people in here fighting for Vin Diesel's life before, like. Oh no, he likes Guy Ritchie films. I'm not a Guy Ritchie fan. That's what Mickey jumped in and said he likes Guy Ritchie. So, so you put Statham and Guy Ritchie in a movie, and I'm not. I'm definitely not in. You put Robert Downey oh. Jr. in a Guy Ritchie movie. I might watch that. I really hope that there is a Jason Statham Guy Ritchie film, and somebody redeems it so that he has to watch it. Oh Lord! I'm putting in the atmosphere right now. Thank you, sir, for sending that. Um, so this <laughs> this film, um, I don't know. It's 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 a it's it's hard to peg this one down because there's some great moments. The oh, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. Gunpowder Milkshake, if it were R, could have been this good. Like, that's the thing. They made a PG-13 movie out of a movie that needed to be a hard R. This movie is a hard R, and it deserves it because they the, the style... Well, stylized action, they were paying homage, I think, to Hard Boiled uh, and The Killer as well, uh, back to the John Woo early days, uh, because they were, you know... This was that kind of film as well, because the way they were shooting at each other and the visceralness of the of the attacks, especially her and the guy in the kitchen, um, that got pretty brutal. Where I loved how she broke the two yeah. wine glasses and had two like glass shanks. Oh man, yeah, that was yeah. oh geez. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, that was nice. Visually, that was beautiful. Like to me, yeah, like yeah. I like I like rough. stylized things like that. It was because it's like that's i think that's why john wick was so such a great film because it was just like gritty it was dirty and for me this was the same thing like you could see that she actually learned these moves you could see that it was actually her doing these things of course it was everything because come on like come on but for the most part when it was a close-up shot it was her yeah you know what i mean like she put the work in and i think that really really showed and certain things that they did with her was just like a beautiful like if you took a picture of it but that's a nice Still, from that movie, you know, like they had a lot of those moments, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I like I the fact that too that like so much damage. Was, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my thing was like she, she was getting tired, you know. Like it wasn't like she could constantly keep going, you know. Like she like had to take some moments, yep. you know, and like pause and like. Yeah, she had to I'm breathe. Really literally, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> she had to I breathe. I like that she fell breathe. asleep in the in the in the taxi. I like yeah. that, like finally when she got a moment to sit down. And you know, when you get in the car, you get in a moment to sit down, and the car just kind of like moves a little bit. You get sleepy, yeah. and she just fell asleep. On I was like, See, you girl, deserve that, girl. girl. This discussion yeah. is making me want to rewatch this film because I feel like now I need to give it another watch, knowing what I'm in for. I, I honestly, I think you yeah. do. I really, I really think you do. My, I, I will be honest. I teared up a little bit when she finally got that boom boom lemon. Listen, I was. <laughs> I it. felt every, I felt every drink of that. When she drank that, I was like, that's all she wanted to the whole movie. Like, she, like, I loved it so much. Like, it was because I felt like it was like she earned it. Like they made her earn it. Okay, right? so. They, like, oh yeah, yeah. So. 
I got to speak to the to what that scene means from the head of the Yakuza. I keep forgetting the character's name, but that gentleman gave up his probably preferred drink as well. He obviously likes that they have that in common. But this spoke to how much he knew his men had his back walking into this situation where he knew she was toast. So he was going to have another one. He knew he was going to have another one tomorrow. There was no worry. He had no problem giving it up. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was a, it's little subtle things like that that I like yeah. in film. So this this movie definitely had a lot more heart, but there were some was, campy was, moments, if you will. Up. So I don't know. It's it's definitely worth a watch. I think everybody should give it. I a just try. like that she finally walked in. Like I felt like she felt like when she walked in, and she was just smoking, you know, and, and then like the yakuza was behind her, just like lighting oh, her yeah. up, and she didn't really have a finger. I know she was just like I just feel so great. Just you know, oof. Be on the like be on the offensive like it's just like you know be on the defensive like it's just so good like she didn't have to really do much so she had to actually do something but I just that was to me that was a cool little scene I was like okay kind of like the girl sorry she did not need a weapon like she was the weapon and a lot of cases where like I kept I kept thinking like she was fighting these guys who were shooting at her. And she ran out of bullets. And I'm like, pick up the gun from the guy you just killed. Just oh my gosh. I know. And like yeah. she goes and she's like, I was this saying the guy. same thing. And and like she did, but she didn't need that. She had preferences. She had ideas of how she would deal with things. And like the fact that she like my favorite shot out of probably out of the whole thing was the guys are going down the alley and they're they're like looking for her. They never thought to look up. And and like when she's just <laughs> down right. on them, just like shooting him from the top. That was just, I was just like, I was sold. I didn't care how the movie ended. Like, it gave me one of my favorite scenes, and I was good. I was what good. about the car with the girl, where she starts pointing at the guys, and, and they get taken down by her from behind, so you can't tell that it's not her fingers. I, I thought that was nice, but it felt like this movie was loaded with those, like, fun moments, and they were strung together by a fairly simple plot. Yep. I don't know. Sometimes. But that's so not a negative like a thing. Movies- it's still fun. I don't know. No, I know. I'm just saying I just I just like that. I like that aspect of it. I like that you I like that it intentionally didn't go too heavy one way or the other way, or like too light the other way. I felt like it was you know, I felt like it was just right of a porch to watch. You know, like so I mean I enjoyed that aspect of it. I, I like it. I like that it was kinda of funny. I like that the 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 niece was very American, but still of her culture. Right. So it, it kind of like eased you into that. So and she was very Gen Z with just her mouth and not giving a crap and just like doing her thing. Very Gen Z. Um, right. She was just like she was just like one of my favorite lines because it kind of reminds me of um, uh, Rush Hour when the girl was like push the goddamn button, like when she was like push the goddamn button, like in, in Rush Hour. But I love it when the girl is like um, she was like the bitch got cancer. It's like she just kept saying she got cancer, and I was just like, yeah. the, mouth, "The mouth on this child, right? Like, what are we doing?" I was like, "But I enjoyed it." That's fair. Okay. That's fair. She, but okay, so she rails on Kate this entire time until she goes yeah. in and sees her as she's lowering the back of her shirt, and she's like, "You got scars. That's cool." Like, 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 right? She's like, like "You're bloody. You're bleeding." She's like, "Oh my gosh!" She's like, "My idol." <laughs> yeah. That was the only thing I think that really bothered me because I don't really feel like there was like this this really good progression of where the girl went from hating her to liking her until you had that moment where she, you know, she saved her life. But it wasn't so much to save her, but it was like like I, I just don't feel like they had that that moment between the two of them. I mean, you you immediately see her giving even up to the point where, you know, Kate's in the car and she's leaning on on the girl's shoulder. She doesn't really care about her. 
um, until she realized that the same thing that was had that had happened to her was happening yeah. to this girl now. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like she cared. I just felt like she knew she was dying and she couldn't really show that she cared because she couldn't be there for the girl. So she like I feel like she had to. Yeah, she didn't have time for that. Like right? well, she didn't have she time also... for that. I feel like she had to. She had to distance herself a little bit. Like she cared because when she because yeah. when she was dying, she was like, "I see you," and I felt like she's seen her this entire film. It's just that. It was easier for her to just be like, I gotta go kill, yeah, like kill mission, and not give in to that emotion that she was probably feeling for this girl. Because if you didn't care, you'd have let old dude kill her. Because you like you said, she, right. she was she was useless. She was worthless at this point. And you but, didn't realize the girl shot Kate twice in this film. <laughs> sure did. Like, like, sure did. One of them was her trying to help her. So I yeah. I understand why the girl never felt like I don't. I, the connection shouldn't have been there. That she killed the girl's dad. That's never gonna ever go away. That's a scar that's never gonna go away. And right. she had her commit murder under the premise of a lie. Uh, those are things you don't really bounce back from, I think. So I felt that the no, distance, the distance worked for me. The distance worked for me. Yeah, I know. But the distance between the characters worked for me. And that's why the ending of this film, hardcore spoiler, by the way, just putting it out there. Mute me. <laughs> mute me if you want, because I'm going to ruin the very end, the, the, the key moment to the film. When you see her die uh, at the end, which I think is one of the best shots in the entire film. Um, it was beautiful, actually. It is. And I noticed the gorgeous color palette of the film in that moment more mm-hmm. than any other. I was like, oh, I really love the what they, they chose here. Um, but when you see her die, that's the redemption. She redeemed herself by not trying to fight to stay alive, by doing right at the end and so on. So I don't I don't know. I felt like there was, was not like, supposed was, to be too I much think, of a connection. I don't know. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if there's any Buddhist uh, watching right now, but I think in, 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 Buddha, in Buddhism, it's been about... Um, cherry blossoms like seeing cherry blossoms before you die or something like that is saying that you acquire a semblance of peace like a passing because they it's, it happened in um the last samurai when um uh, I, f- I forget ken watanabe's character dies like he didn't understand the significance of cherry blossoms but in that moment he did and he kind of like saw them as he died and it was like a way like buddhist say that's a way of like achieving peace and if you remember when she died, first it was the cat, and then the cat transformed into um, cherry blossoms that was falling down inside of the building as she was like looking off into it, huh. and then she started crying. So it was, it was the whole thing. I thought that was pretty cool. It definitely has a beauty to it. Um, I definitely don't disagree. Um, why don't we rate this no. film? We're forty-four. We're forty-five minutes it's in on Kate. So visual film. Okay. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I, I just want to. I just want to point out that she's a child, and child children flip back and forth with admiring you and hating you so i felt like they did that perfectly for, for the girl like she went back and forth uh, quite a bit i like she it like i like her yeah, and then i want to yeah. kill her but then i like her like she went yeah. back and forth so i feel like it was accurate i like it mr marvelite let's hear your rating one to ten for you and one to ten for your 12 year old self okay so We'll start with a base of five, starting off just kind of like, you know, it's it's a Netflix film. And unfortunately, you know, it had it going against it because it still had some of the traits. It didn't seem entirely original because we're, you know, coming back from, you know, Gunpowder Milkshake. And, you know, a studio has to realize it's not like the whole White House down, you know, Olympus has fallen type thing where it was two different like studios doing something. This is Netflix okay. doing two films that are extremely similar. And they, mm-hmm. they know that they're just going to make money off of it. Um, but you know, for for Mary Elizabeth Winston, I, I, I think that's definitely a plus two. Um, uh, probably a 
um, a minus for a minus one for me for the whole car scene thing because it was completely unnecessary and um, I think irrelevant except for just getting her to crash so that she could go to the doctor. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, it's it's still the tropes, you know, like we've seen in Crank, we've seen in, in like things like Escape from New York or Escape from LA. Um, where you know they're running short on time until you know unless they get something to take care of. Um, but I would probably say this movie, honestly, um, with the twist and turn, of course, it's got Woody Harrelson. I give it maybe a six or a seven. Let's say six point five. Um, it's a good movie. It's rewatchable for me. Um, but it's just not. It's not something where I'm gonna be like, oh, dang, you guys all have to watch this movie. It's great. Right. It's just, right. you know, it's much better than another Netflix film that came out that's almost exactly like it. Um, so it's the Armageddon to its Deep Impact or something. Yeah, and I, well, although I like the, Deep Impact you know, better. It's the White but... House. It's the it's the Olympus has fallen to its White House down. Other way around. I'd probably say other way around. Yeah, other way around. No, Olympus has fallen was better than White House. Oh no, 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 no! We should do a whole series yeah, on double movies like that and talk about and yeah, argue about I, which ones yeah, are better. Yeah. Anyway, the base fight each other with knives. Yes, knives. Beat up Channing, Channing Tatum in a heartbeat. Um, but regardless, right? Um, I say like a six point five. Um, you know, could lean otherwise as an adult. As as a as a twelve year old, it would have hit a lot of things for me. I'd probably say like an eight and a half, nine. As a twelve year old. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, all the movie things. Uh, first off, can we explain to people that may not know about where the 12 year old versus now rating system came from? Because sure. I've actually had a couple of people ask me about that. So, so can we like discuss that? About where and why we chose that? Um, yeah. Like where was the origins of that? So what it boiled down to, I think me and Lala, uh, Lala and I, I've never, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> early in the show, when the show was basically still just, just us reviewing movies, trying to get people to come watch us, uh, we realized that some of the movies we watch are roller coaster movies. And those roller coaster movies get judged really, really harshly by adults who are oh. looking for a more artistic approach. Uh, and so we figured it was a much more balanced approach to give the two reviews because your young self might uh, hate an art an artsy film right. and love a fast and the furious uh oh we lost lala um oh. oh here she comes uh and since there is that it gives people a chance to go okay well if a 12 year old would like it yeah or maybe if i just want to let go and be young at heart tonight and watch a popcorn flick as you might have put it all the movie things yeah. um that's kind of the approach uh was a, a way to give a balanced okay. view and to be honest with ourselves about how we've changed with our viewpoints mm-hmm. over time um i think mm-hmm. it's a good healthy way to look sense. at movies so yeah. Okay. Cool. Plus, we have different age groups that are in this in this watching, and so yeah, yeah. You know, you know for like someone my age, you know, they may not, you know, they may be okay. I'm I'm going into this informed, but someone younger be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be excited for this because this is like you know based on what I what mm-hmm. I would think. Cool. So, right. Yeah. 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 Cool. This, yeah, I was just curious because I've had a couple of people ask me, and like I've asked other people like if we could get feedback and critique to kind of improve. So I, I think that was one thing people had mentioned that they were just curious where that rating system came from. Yeah. So cool. I mean, and, and we're awesome. open to changing. I'm, I'm open to improving and, and not, right. but I, I felt like it was a good way to, to yeah, illustrate like film in a, in a, mm-hmm. in a different light than maybe it's normally illustrated. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Cool. So, okay. So for me, 
I'm pretty close to Mr. Marvelite. Um, I'm going to give it a six. Um, there was just too much familiar familiarity to me. And um, uh, I feel like if it wasn't for Mary Elizabeth Winstead and how and the visual stylings of it, I probably would be giving it, you know, like a five or a four even. Like it was, um, so it was just okay for me. Um, and it definitely had some good bits in it, just together as one cohesive film. It was just, and then it was just too familiar. I'm seeing like the protege and gunpowder milkshake, you know, the, those are, which <laughs> all came out within, you know, a few weeks of each other. So it's kind of just like, we're seeing kind of the same thing just with different pieces in different spots kind of thing. So um, a 12 year old me would probably like this a lot more. I'd, I'd probably say an eight, eight and a half for the 12 year old me. So, yeah. I'm going to echo that. Yeah, I, I think that your assessment is good. I might go closer to a seven only because uh, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's not a solid seven. There's something about this movie that's missing <laughs> that right. doesn't make yeah. it a solid seven. No, I don't. I, I, I do halves. I never do the like the single it's point five seven. Eight. It'd be a six and a half at most, but I'm gonna give it a six. I'm gonna give it a six because it, that puts it where people should give it a watch, but don't hold your breath. So six and an eight. Six and eight. It, need, yeah. it needed an animal companion. Nice. <laughs> there you go. That might well, it needed to be a watch. different animal companion. It needed to be like a, a bird. Yes. <laughs> right. No. Right. It'd be a bird. Like it didn't need to be like like it, like a monkey or nothing like that. Like human Japan. You know, what about a like snake? A like a snake that wraps the hand or something. I, I literally all the birds. Need to be a parrot. Out of this job, I went out of this job. <laughs> yes, it needs to be a parrot. I did it. How do you get the parrot into that yeah. plot? Anyway, Lala, let's hear your <laughs> take. You're, I mean, uh, the same way you did a car chase in there. You just put it in there. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just there. Um, so for, for me, because I tell you, I already gave this film a six off description and person alone. After watching it, it just got one more point for me. I'm giving it a, a solid seven. Um, it's getting a solid seven for me because one, I like Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. I felt like this was a vehicle like specifically for her and nobody else could do this but her. Nobody else could put the heart and like the love and like the, just the, believability in it for me that, that she did um and for me it was a simple film I could literally just sit and watch it like it's nothing it's not like a big brain teaser I don't have to really think that hard and I sometimes I like a movie solely for doing that for me right everything doesn't have to be a brain buster for me to enjoy and I, sometimes I just want to eat popcorn and watch a movie and be like yeah. entertained and this movie did that for me um 12 year old me but also also it's japan and yakuza and like i said i wrote a movie that was very i had an idea for a movie that was very similar to this you know, disrespected it was very it was literally like um um, um colombiana if she was in tokyo literally <laughs> this, this is colombiana in, in a lot of ways too no, yeah. which is exactly what this movie is it's, yeah. it's colombia and you know the only difference is like she didn't lose a family person Per se, which kind of did, mm -hmm. they kind of showed that, but it was just it wasn't a, it wasn't in the forefront. Her her her, her assassin training was in the forefront. Um, Twelve year old me would have been like, "It's a girl fighting with swords <laughs> and, and guns." You're like, "Yeah." And so I'm like, "Yeah, yeah man." Yeah. And 
would have been 12 and she wouldn't have understood the significance that it would have been highlighted better if it was a black woman um for myself personally but 12 year old me would have given this a nine easily because i'd have been like yeah. it's, a, it's a young girl in here she cuts like i cuss i'm not around my mama <laughs> like like she listens to the great music and she has fun and like i would love it, so it would have been a, a seven for old timey me and it's a nine for young me fair enough me. fair enough so we're going to move uh, right into Malignant, because uh, I do want to give us some time to talk at least about a couple episodes of What If. Um, and um, so, I, I, by the way, uh, the download happened. I have it, but we're going to have to, like, get weird and make this happen somehow. So, uh, Yes, there, let's get weird. There'll be some glitchiness. You guys might see Super Kami Guru before you see all the movie things. Uh, uh, let's get shifty with it. With, with, okay, I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> yes. So um, we'll, we'll move right into Malignant, and then we'll do the pre-review with all the movie things uh, here after that, uh, since I'll, I'll be ready for it. Uh, so moving into Malignant. Uh, here, hey, why don't we go back to the... Uh, the poster wall. Um, so we reviewed Kate. I wish I had a little like, we can X that out uh, and then move on to Malignant. Uh, this is a James okay. Wan film uh, and James Wan yeah. is known for Fast and Furious 7. He's known for The Conjuring. I think he, did he do the yeah. original? I think Aquaman. he did the Aquaman. So he's, you know, he's yeah. been around uh, the Hollywood scene for a while and doing a variety of types of films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is another one of his attempts at a horror film. Yeah. Did he that... said that um, he wanted to get back to his horror roots, is what he said. Yeah. So. His horror roots. Okay. This one, of course, is just new and I know every, it was on everybody's radar. And it was kind of, it's been kind of debated back and forth on, you know, how people received this film. So I figured oh, yeah. this would be a great one to talk about. And we're getting onto spooky season. So why not? Why not? Right. Um, it's a it is it is um so let's see i know mr marvelite um was excited to talk about this movie because he was uh it, it he had a different reaction than he had expected and so i would love to hear that mr marvelite what's your initial right. reaction to malignant okay so just to give a kind of a premise if you haven't watched the film we, we are talking about a film that is on hbo max um, so if you want to be able to stream it, you have the service by all means, go ahead and do that. Um, it's in theaters, right? Let, let yep. Also in theaters. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. If you, if you yeah. like the big it's screen the type thing, yeah. um, you know, it definitely, it definitely, you know, is, is worth a, it's worth a watch. We're, we're, you know, regardless of what our opinions end up being. Um, I was expecting a straight up like jump scare horror film. And what we ended up getting was a little bit of that, a little bit of an anti-hero, um, a little bit of a kind of like a B horror, like from the lab type feel at the beginning of the film. And it was all of those things like that, like, like that just kind of build up. It also gave me some like without the, the humor and stuff, it gave me some trauma vibes. Um, honestly, just the, you know, um, the, kind of the gory, you know, aspect of it um, and the, and the main antagonist. And so you have this girl who, um, it starts off with a hospital where there is this creature that you cannot see through a veil um, is is in its medical records, and they decide to basically excise the cancer, uh, remove the cancer. And so um, it <laughs> it's time cuts. to remove the cancer. Yeah, time to yeah. remove the cancer. <laughs> and it cuts to this scene where it's like this, this, this pregnant woman who is um, in an abusive relationship coming home from work. Um, she obviously looks like a nurse. She's struggling through her pregnancy. And 
first thing that happens is the husband basically slams her up against the wall. And I felt like that was overkill at first. When I first saw it, mm-hmm. I felt like, and of course I, I have to say this, it's like, I saw that movie and I'm like, I, I saw the, the character and the first thing that popped in my head and I'm sorry is I was like, I was like, darn you, Luke. Um, because he was the guy from uh, the, the, the Percy movie, Jackson. Uh, yes. Percy Jackson. And so no. like, I hated him in that. And so I already hated him when I first saw him. Um, so it was easy. It, yes. Yeah. Like you just hear the voice and you just want to punch. Like you didn't even need that. Listen, I I hated him that he saw her walk to the door like he's watching TV. I'm just like, yeah, sure. So the dude was definitely more of a plot piece than he was an an actual character. (laughs) That's all he was. Absolutely, but you don't really get to. And the thing is, you don't get to know more about that character and why he's abusive like that until after he's gone. Um. Because you just get this idea that he's watching a thing, he has no care for her, and then she turns off the TV and he slams her up against the wall. And you don't like get the background of like him severing her from her family, you know, that she's not really allowed mm-hmm. to contact people. Um, she's kind of stuck in this house with him until after he's dead. And so this 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 being basically um uh kills him, and when she goes to investigate, um, it attacks her, she's it was really interesting because for the rest of the film, now watching the rest of the film, I want to know, understand that, that, that scene where she's being chased down by the creature and how, you know, how I'm not going to go any further, but, um, <laughs> but basically, basically you have this, this, this idea that there is this being that is somehow, you know, tied to her that is killing people. And it's starting to look like she's at fault for, or for what's yeah. happening. Um, she she can see the visions simultaneously yes, as they're happening. Yes, the she has. She's 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 definitely in connection with it, where it is intentionally mm-hmm. making her experience the murders, and um and and to see that it it, it makes it very interesting, um, you know, just a, just an interesting film in itself. It's something I definitely will go back and rewatch because I want to see. But um, again, like I I got a lot of V for Vendetta vibes at the end of it, and we'll go into more discussion when we're you know, uh, being more spoilery in a, in a moment, but um, my initial reaction was just like I was not expecting <clears throat> this film to go the direction it did, and I, I liked that it did. So, so we'll go with uh, all the movie things. His initial reaction, although if you want to see his initial reaction or any of our social media, you can also, of course, check us all out on TikTok uh, as well as other social media platforms: Instagram, YouTube. <laughs> here on twitch the whole the whole nine yards um but initial reaction is without a doubt i'd say uh all the movie things key phrase Definitely. Well, yeah i love that edit you did just, yeah. <laughs> just, i hear um, it every time you do every video I say it a lot like, there I, it is there it is again i love it no i love it right it's perfect um so yeah my i had a lot of like uh, some mixed stuff because I, I didn't know what to expect going on i kind of went in this kind of blind like actually i had low expectations going in actually i should say because when i first watched the trailer i was just like oh i don't know about this this is not i don't know just i was like annabelle wallace wasn't really giving me anything and i do have kind of issues with annabelle wallace main actor the lead actress and i, I felt like her performance was forced up quite a bit in this it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best, but um, yeah, so I didn't know what to expect going in, and I will say I, I ended up liking it more than, than I thought I was going to, 
and it there wasn't a lot of like scary parts in it. it wasn't like scary to me not a lot of jump scares or some a couple little i guess can be considered jump scares the, the killings were you know pretty pretty gruesome and inventive um and of course the twist <laughs> just lord i did not see that coming at all oh my god it was yeah i mean that, that part was pretty great uh i will say and it was just it was like a lot of stuff into it there's like and there's like this synth kind of soundtrack to it so like there's definitely mm-hmm. some 80s kind of horror stuff going on you know and it kind of borderlines like this action film in a way all of a sudden and i think that's kind of what marvel at your your you know and talking about the uh v for vendetta yeah. aspect of it yeah <laughs> definitely got that um but i did not see that uh that twist coming for sure so that that was pretty enjoyable but i have wallace's uh performance was really just taking it out for me and I, I found there were moments too where I found that were funny that probably shouldn't have been funny. That <laughs> would be funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, like there, there was like it was just like kind of distracting. Like there was a moment where like the sister of the lead of the main character, she's going to like the 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 old rundown hospital. Yes, so, like, please say it. Please say it. <laughs> she drives like right up to the edge of this goddamn cliff <laughs> and just stops right before it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who does that? Like, that is insane. Like, yeah, like, geez, and there's like nothing. Let's go there. to the like, condemned No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I thought you, I thought you were going to say that when she drove up, it was bright and sunny, and then when she got there, it was dark. Oh yeah, no, that too, totally. Yeah, yeah. I was like, where did the light go? How far was it? Like, if you could see yeah, something in view, like, it's not that far. Like she's sudden, just like, like, in the building the whole time. She finds yeah. the and, stuff, and then she and nothing happens out. to her. Yeah. And nothing happens so, to her. She's fine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. there's some funny okay. stuff in there. You know, it's like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. So, um, it was it was kind of like hit or miss for me. Like, and, and what I've noticed too is like like hardcore horror fans are not really liking this film, uh, but they, they definitely have like a higher, you know, expectation level. I I feel um, that's kind of been a consensus. Yeah. Yeah, it's for not them, meant so. to be a hardcore horror film. I, it, I really yeah. feel like it he was be. playing on the genre, and he was making like light of the genre. It wasn't Disagree. necessarily him. I'm that hardcore horror right. fan in this group. I'm obviously the hardcore horror fan in this group. Right. So I, yeah, and I felt like yeah, all my, the my, tropes my... were wickedly overused, and he tried to make a yeah a serious film uh, when it should have been hard B hard b like this movie should have never right. taken itself seriously and since it did vibes. yeah it took itself so seriously i was like this is dumb like and, and i'm gonna be that person in this <laughs> film i'm gonna tear this movie to shreds i i literally the cop the cop duo was the whole purpose of like like that should tell you everything about that film they were, they were so one-dimensional like, they were like, so i feel like wanted Wanda sykes for that role that, like, that, should... that would have made it better that would have made it better. Uh, at least I would have I mean, laughed a bit. Like, like, Wanda Sykes, just without Tommy Wiseau. So. I yeah. <laughs> I scoffed. Been awesome. Oh I my god. Scoffed at this film more times oh, than I've scoffed at a film in a long time. But I have to. I wish I had audio of that. that I, so I, you should ask <laughs> Bats. She watched me watch just it because like a, she knew how I would react. But uh, I'll be honest. I I tried. I did. I gave it a chance. But James Wan, and it might be at this point for me, has 
taken horror in a direction that I don't like because it, I don't know if it, it feels like he, okay. The, the movie is shot beautifully. I do think that the director of photography did a great job uh, with him. I think that it's got some great horror feel. I think some really amazing shots throughout the film, especially some of those shots in the attic uh, of the, of the actual window, you know, you get a, like a, a crow vibe or you get like a Texas chainsaw massacre vibe from those moments. And so he's definitely paying homage to horror. I will agree with that, but you've got to do it way more tongue in cheek. If you want a horror fan to like your film at the this point because otherwise you're just recycling tropes that we've seen a thousand times yeah i I will agree with you there like there there is something to be said about like i did see like it didn't really know what it wanted to be i think at times like like either lean in fully to like the whole b kind of like you know not take yourself seriously or lean into being serious you know like, like it it kept going back and forth. I think Well, it's a me. movie about a tumor well. baby. Like you can't be serious or it's going to be ruined. Like the whole premise yeah. is a bad B movie premise. It's a pretty like, he B. Was, he yeah. was like, but we can make a good, I'm like, dude, like, and I agree about her performance. I, I, I struggled yeah. with her performance. Um, and it's weird because I'll forgive some really bad horror performances. <laughs> so I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just that actress, but I, I'm, I, I will now have said my piece. I'm going to back off. And let Lala say her piece because I will just be unfortunately a little harsh on this film. So I wanted to get my piece out, but no. Good. We need we need that. Someone's gotta someone's gotta be That's be true. Harsh. If we're if we're all so, yeah. bouncing happy about a movie, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Okay. So. Right. Anyway, yeah. Lala. So are we are we are we spoiling this? Are we saying spoilers? Are we are yeah. we not if you're ready okay. to spoil, say spoiler, give the chat okay. that forewarning and okay. go, go for it. <laughs> Because I'm gonna start this off with saying that I, fe- I fell asleep. <laughs> um, now it could have been because I had a busy morning, you know. You've been tired uh, a lot lately. I've been tired. I've been very yeah. tired. So that could have been that could have been it. But I did rewind it back to where I, where my brain remembered I left off, and I started all over again. When I tell you. Um, I'm about to spoil the heck out of this movie. Just let y'all know that right now. I'm just gonna spoil the heck out of this movie. I called this movie, but I really did. I sat here, and because one is called Malignant, and then she kept saying it's time to get the cancer out. And then as right. the girl was, then as she was saying that she couldn't remember, she was like, "Do I have a brother?" I was like, "She got a." I was like, "Is that her twin?" The whole time. The whole time I'm watching the movie, I was like, is that her twin? I was like, did she absorb a twin in utero? The whole time I'm saying this. I really should have just recorded myself, like, just recorded myself watching this. I said it the entire time. And then I was like, well, wait. Well, no, 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 no. Maybe it's just, because I kept going back and forth. I was like, well, maybe she had an imaginary friend. I was like, maybe. I was like, that'd be dope if it's an imaginary friend that, like, somehow, if she has abilities, it manifested, like, out in real life. That'd be dope. And then as they kept talking about and I was like, oh no, she got a twin. They thought yeah. they killed the twin. And now the twin's back for revenge. And boom, you know, this is pretty much what the what the film is. And so I'm just like, hmm, okay. I'm like, okay, I can I can get down with that. I agree. Annabelle, Annabelle Wallace, her her, her acting was a little wonky. It was a little hit. Every now and again, I was just like, I don't think you that scared. I don't I don't 
I don't believe you. If, if the walls around me were like were deteriorating, I would freak out. I would be a little bit more. Um, right. I'll be a little more afraid. Um, yeah, she was gonna just sit in there with like her huge eyes, and that was about it. Like, like, there was also like, there was some very... bizarre some bizarre dialogue where she's like, "I can't move," and I'm like. Who are you saying that Why to? can't you? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like her talking to herself. Yeah, and it's... it's talking yeah. to you, Snidbits. <laughs> Listen. Okay, um, now you're freaking me out. That, if, that, if that's the case, that's very meta, and that was a good part of film. <laughs> she was talking yeah. directly to Snitty. I appreciate that part. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't imagine Like I say, I can, look, I can look at films and be like, oh, okay, this is what it is. I like these aspects. I don't think this was a right. necessarily... Over overly bad film. I don't think it was a very very bad film at all, but I don't think it was a good one. Like it could have been something. I think like it could have been something great, right? I felt like the idea because it was like a fresh idea, right? Because medically people do have parasitic twins. That's yeah. medical knowledge, right? And then you went and put a horror aspect on it, which I thought was genius. Well, how much money did we put towards this? Because once we once the the whole world found out that you know Gabriel, which is what the because I think yeah, I'm mad y'all twins. One name is Emily, and the other name is Gabriel. That makes no sense. His name should have been like Eric. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, His angel. Her name. Yeah. Right. You know, or something, or, or, or right. And so, but my thing is, the part that really took me out, out, like, I was in it. I was like, you know, I'm, a, I'm accepting some point of this. But what took me right. out was when she transformed in the jail cell, and that weird Twilight face baby that they had on the back of her. It was like Quato from Total Recall. Yeah, it was, totally. yes, yes, it was. And it was just like it a face. Arms, like, yeah. Just moving, just, it was just a face with eyes closed. And I was just like, I was like, you telling me that y'all couldn't, like, CGI the face? Okay. Like, what was the budget? The, the, the jail sale scene was oh, the most, God, and, and this is where it would have been good. If it had been campy and B, that jail cell scene would have been amazing. But they took oh. every stereotype of every oh criminal type. And all of a sudden, these it's ladies are just cell. like, oh, they're, they're like, oh, what are you, Pollyanna? And I'm like, she looks like she's on meth. No, she doesn't look like Pollyanna to me. Why are you just she all does. of a sudden attacking her so that we can move the plot she along? Does. And this movie is loaded yes. with that kind of exposition for zero reason to move the problem right. so again yeah. horror movies are I, I, known for that they're known for that but when you I, do it in a big yeah. budget i don't know listen i was very happy to see zoe bell she's a well-known uh stunt performer she has oh, worked yeah. with Quentin mm-hmm. tarantino a lot she played like the 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 mullet woman who was who, you know who started the beef oh, okay. with um the girl so i was like when i, I, heard, I heard her voice and i saw her face and i was like hey i haven't seen her like in yeah. some minute and I was like happy to see her like that was a happy moment for me but again and them beating her up in the jail cell was the equivalent of Mary Elizabeth Weinstein getting into the car for no reason there was no reason for it for me there, right. there I feel like there could be a more creative way because we already saw that when when she was being interrogated that if somebody's yelling at her too much like essentially, her twin comes out to protect her in a way. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Like, it was, like, it was, it's like it's like a, it's like a shutdown, and she gets she yeah. gets, like 
and she freaks out, and then the twin comes out. They did not have yeah. to beat her. Or they could have because she she wigged out and ran into one of them at least at the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. It could have been more. She could have just passed out and just like leave me alone, and then he just popped out or something. Like they beating her until she was like bloody. Also, yeah, what is the point? I thought that he wanted to kill the doctors. They kept them apart, and the people, like the human aspect, they kept them apart. Why did you murder a whole? This whole building. Of, of police yeah. okay. escape. We got away. I got to put this yeah. in there. So the cop gets slashed in the gut and she she's like calling for backup. Where does backup come from? The police station that you're in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she calls for the National Guard. What is she calling a police car? Like, come on. Calling 911. No, don't call 911. Yeah, she's like, wait. Yeah. No, but my thing is, everybody was at the police station. Right. You're talking to court. Obviously. That's who you're talking to. Like, what are you My favorite part. Right. Listen, my favorite part of this whole movie, and I probably should have laughed at this, but I didn't. It was hilarious. Was when Gabriel was walking backwards because we're all supposed to be freaked out about that, but that's a trope that's been happening since the dawn of time that nobody's scared of. Like, they literally did that on the flash, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But it wasn't a big thing. Gabriel was walking backwards. The two officers are trying to get away, and he gets up and throws a chair at them, and they, <laughs> they fall into the door. We just fling that chair at them so hard, and they hit them. Yeah. It was like it was like a Mexican mother with a chocolate, like, all the way across from the, like, from the stadium. And just, it was pure accuracy. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Marvelite, Marvelite, you've been awful quiet. I want to hear some uh, some Marvelite words. Okay, so here's the, here's the thing. This is where I, I think that we get to this 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 problem. And I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna sound like I'm, I'm waxing eloquent, but I'm not. I really feel like calling the horror genre just horror is is a gross misunderstatement or there's a lot of subgenres yeah for sure are so there is there is horror yeah. suspense there is horror supernatural there is horror this I, that. I, yeah. you know, you've got, I even parse out my videos things. that way and 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 honestly like the more you all are talking the more you're confirming my opinion that james wan you know he called this like a blender of genre and and i, mm-hmm. I understand that it, it because he was playing off of all of those trips that there is nothing in this film that I feel doesn't really mean it's good. Itself that seriously, when you <laughs> yeah. look at it as a whole, you're like, well, they tried to be serious, but he threw a chair at them across the room at such a speed that it knocked them both down. You know, yeah. um, you've got, you've got all of these, 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 uh, these people. Listen, you put people in a holding cell, they're typically going to keep to themselves, but you have them walking into the holding cell and they're all looking at her because she's the, you know, the clean white girl that's walking into the room that's obviously yeah. awkward. And then you've got the girl peeing in the toilet and like all of this stuff is going on. Of course, they're going to pick on her because that's going to, you know, be the vehicle to the next step. None of this film really made sense. If you think about it, no. when you put it all together, it made perfect sense. <laughs> no. it, was just, it was just, it was just that much fun. I and love your blender analogy. I, but that, that that's what James Wan said. No, he, I know. When he, when he interviewed in, in London, he, he was actually interviewed. Uh, they, they did the screening in London and they actually had a, a group of people that asked him. Mm. And he kept throwing that term out that it was a blend, uh, it was like a genre blender, and and I mean it's exactly what it is, and it doesn't take any one type of like the genre tropes, you know, to the length that it's supposed to in most of those films. I mean, and, and if you don't really know James Wan films, I mean, let's face it, like when you really think about you, you know, think of like the Conjuring and Annabelle films, 
Um, but also you have to go back to like saw. And so he knows how to build suspense and keep it simple. But at the same time, this film is not simple. (laughs) This is, I mean, the moment where they start like cutting off all the appendages of Gabriel and they're starting to cram it back into her skull. Like you, you have to throw out any type of assumption that this is a serious film. And that's why it takes me back to things. Like I said before, like with, with like trauma, it's like that shock and awe. It's like, you know, the unserious, mm-hmm. serious. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and literally like the point where he, and just like you said, uh, Lala, about the uh, the chair, when he, th- when, when, when Gabriel threw that chair across the room and hit them with deadly accuracy, which he wasn't even looking at them. No. Um, <laughs> of course, He's he doesn't like, eyes in the back of his head because his sister's face is <laughs> yeah. right there. And so, like, like he's a double threat, and and the the way he did that was just, it was just so perfectly stupid that I loved it even more for it. And mm-hmm. so, like, I get it. Like, if you're if you're like into serious horror and stuff, I understand why you don't like the film. But I love but, campy horror. But but like, <laughs> but I, why don't you like this then? Because it's not campy horror. It's serious horror trying to masquerade as campy, or the other way around. It's campy horror trying to masquerade I... as serious. And it doesn't work. It just falls flat on me and makes me go boring because most of his stuff, even Aquaman, you, you want to talk about Aquaman. I turned that movie off as soon as Jason Momoa smelled his armpit underwater. I was done with James Wan. I was like, I cannot watch these movies because he, t- he thinks that I'm going to take a world seriously where a man can smell underwater. I would rather believe he can talk to fish. I, I can believe he can talk to fish. I cannot believe he can he can smell underwater. This movie, Malignant, was loaded with the kind of stuff where I was like, the Prius making the roundabout around that thing, that median in the middle of the road, was the most believable part of this movie. That's hilarious that you say that. That is downright hilarious. I'm sorry. That's harsh. I don't know, but this, it's harsh. That's no, but that's hilarious though. Um, this movie had elements that I, I really feel like, like I say, like I always feel like movies have to have heart, right? And throughout this whole movie, the the, the younger sister loved her more. <laughs> Just simple. She loved her more. And like, like you, we got all these flashbacks of like video of the girl talking on the phone and all this kind of stuff. But we don't have any video of these two sisters together that we see that they loved each other. That we see that she no longer talks to Gabriel because like for me, the whole motivation was that he wanted to kill the sister because it was the sister who like really made her forget about Taking him. Taking her away from him, yeah. Right, right. right? Where was that the, this entire film? You're, you're killing doctors and kidnapping your mama and you're like, I wanted to save you for last. We at the end of the movie now, nobody cares because we know she's not going to die. Because when he shot her, I was like, it's an illusion. She figured out how to take control. Like, I called this movie as though I was James Wan and I was watching it. Well, that was the thing. The sister was Gabriel's kryptonite. Um, even as a child, when you go back and you see those 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 VHS tapes, um, every time that it had something to do with the, the sister, whether she was coming or not, that was when she was able to snap out of the, of the delusion. And so Gabriel was losing control with the sister, and that's why he wanted to save her for last. Because I think the idea was Gabriel was still trying to build, you know, control and he was still, you know, he was, I mean, yes, you know, cracking her skull open was what woke him back up, but he'd absorbed a whole bunch of babies, which I think was really messed up. Where did that come in? And how did she know that? 
Because because they were talking about because how she like, already had so, like she already had like three miscarriages. Right, but, 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 but how do we know that he absorbed them? Like, where is that even okay, said so, in the film? So so she um the the husband kept saying, "Why are you doing this to me?" Basically, <laughs> accusing her of killing the baby because that meant there was no mm-hmm. medical reason as to why. Um, then you have this idea that she's so skinny, so she's malnourished. She doesn't have you know mm-hmm. she did, did she was just extremely thin and in in fact if you think about it if a person like is almost a full term and they miscarry they're going to carry you know that 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 weight weight. she went like Mm -hmm. like washboard stomach like immediately um and then you you have this idea where the doctor's whole reason she was miscarrying because of yeah because because he was killing the babies (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. and then you have this um the tape where it was talking about how you know He's drawing from her from her ability, and the sister, you know, put two and two together. And when she uh, called Gabriel out for it, Gabriel didn't deny it. Okay, I'll give it to you. But now I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit another one because there's another because I just gotta if you're gonna repair them, that's fine. And I might you know have a different view on the film because I'm willing to know that I have not uh, every perspective is a little different, so that's good. But <laughs> yeah. here's one: um, the super strength for absolutely no reason. Can I get a tumor that's gonna give me super strength? <laughs> And then when the tumor yeah. isn't in control anymore for no magical reason, by the way, they do not mention any non-scientific reason for this freaking tumor to have these abilities, but it does, including bending her body in ways that should distort and break her. Really ridiculous stuff. And yet again, also, trying like, to take it through. He's not a tumor. Right. Like controlling electricity. <laughs> I kept and, thinking that he's yeah. not a tumor. Um, uh, he's not a tumor. But if... Uh, so fine, too, fine. Like, so he, he gets the ability. Really any of that. Right, he gets the abilities, which is fine. I can I can believe that the tumor has the abilities, but when it's her in control and all of a sudden she's as strong as an ox, uh, what? She, I mean, but she's drawing. But she said it though, like she was like, she's like, you you forget that we share the same brain. So she she she's drawing on whatever abilities that he has. She essentially has had them her whole life. She just didn't she just didn't remember and been able to like draw upon them. But so the tumor I mean, will do that to you, like that's no. But remember, like the mother submitted these these twins for experimentation, yeah. and they did a whole lot of stuff to her. We only saw like the electric shock and some other stuff, mm-hmm. but whatever they did could have possibly like heightened Gabriel's abilities for like the telekinesis and for like not so much telekinesis, but like the ability to control electrical waves, like um, especially because he couldn't communicate on his own. And then you have, um, you know, her also absorbing, you know, electrical current and whatever else they did to her that he had to be able to draw what he had off of her. So maybe she was more of the supernatural, you know, the super powered individual that Gabriel just could live off of. Otherwise, he would have shriveled and died or they would have both died, you know, let's say in the womb or whatnot. I just hope there isn't a sequel that I know is coming by the way they ended it. Honestly, I wouldn't mind a sequel because I feel like we have these Sharknado like movies that are just there for these conversations. It'll be you know, Velocipaster type of deals. You know, like we, I feel like it's just, it's just things, it's just things for us to talk about because, but I, I, I mean, I do feel like this, I will say I enjoy some aspects of this film. Um, I was very, I was very happy to see Jake Abel again because I remember seeing him in Supernatural before I saw him for Jake. And so I was happy to be like, oh, this guy that Supernatural forgot existed. Yay. And, um, but there were are some points of this that I was just like, oh, y'all couldn't, nobody wanted to have a powwow about this moment to like clean this up. But other than that, you know, what are you going to do? 
I wanted to say yeah. one more thing about that that uh, prison cell, that jail cell <laughs> scene was like it reminded me of like an episode of The Incredible Hulk, where like at pretty much near the end of every episode of The Incredible Hulk, something happens to him, like he's getting beat up or someone's angering him, and then he turns into the Hulk. That's kind of what it was to me. Is like she's getting the crap kicked out of her, and then she turns into the Hulk, you know, through this like this through Gabriel. Yeah. So, yeah. No, but it yeah. It just hurt me that she just didn't care about her sister. It wasn't that her sister was like, she killed our baby. He killed your baby. And she was just like, summon the strength of the tumor. Like, like, yeah. and like, like, it was just, I was just, it just so physically said to her, she was like, I've always wanted like a real blood connection. Your baby sister does not know that you're adopted. Okay. Like, for real, you're just going to bomb on her like that? Okay. Yeah. Low key, yeah. low key. I thought they were gonna kiss in that moment when she was like, oh, "I've never felt." I, I was like, "There was a weird You're vibe." Such a it, dude. it did no. You're that's not what guy. I mean. That's not what I mean. It such felt like their chemistry was off, and that the way they were speaking to each other was not sisterly love. It felt wrong. The acting in this is terrible, and they couldn't do it right, so it felt wrong. That's my point. So it is I'm not because I'm a dude. Totally honest. It's because you're a dude. It's not. I'm telling you, but it's okay. Um, I can. There's the internet. I get plenty of the internet. I don't need this really bad movie for that. The best part for this this movie for me is the younger sister. I feel like she's a superior actor. Like I feel like she's like the superior performer. I felt like I was looking at the film through her eyes because she was the only person. Like she believed her sister immediately. Everybody else is like, oh, you need some sleep. You're crazy. All kinds of stuff. She was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, okay we're going to figure this <laughs> out. Like her, her baby sister is like, we're going to figure this out. Let's go step by step. She took a journey because obviously the time changed that she was driving to this um, insane asylum. Three hours <laughs> yeah. later. It took her so long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It took, like, geez, like it was, it was, I, I, love, I love my brother to death. But if I got to this insane asylum and the and the and the and the and the sun went down, I'd have slept in the car and the lights came up. So then I would have went in. I ain't going to the asylum and it's dark. dark? So, no, but that's terrible. That means and she drove off a cliff. Look, come on. She was, yeah. your, <laughs> your movie would have ended very differently than than this one had you waited till morning. So well, honestly, I wanted more elements. This movie also would have ended differently if the 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 jail guard would have just kept away from the bars. I know. Yeah. Like, what are you like? If I, you would have just yeah. stayed back because let's face it, she's killed almost everybody in there. You're gonna save that one girl? <laughs> like literally, just shoot. You know, just. And shoot. Where, where was the guard for the other cell? Like there was no guard around. It was like an empty passageway. So, can't anyway. we talk about how big that holding cell was? That's how. <laughs> It was a huge. It was a huge. In any movie, in any real jail cell, I've been, I've been in, like not physically, but I've been in. I'm a good person. No, I'm saying. Um, (laughs) I've never seen a jail cell that big. I'm. It was huge. It was. And and when they are that big, they're more like auditoriums where they just have like rows of seats. Right. And like, right. but this was empty it, in the middle. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's like standing room walls. This wasn't, yeah. Okay, we have a half an hour, and we're gonna have to get uh, the pre-review in there. Uh, so we might only get an episode, yeah, like twenty-five minutes uh, or two of what if, and that's fine. We'll deal with it. So why don't we do a very quick 
Very quick. Very quick. Uh, ten, one to ten, both one to tens. Uh, and Marvelite, I'm going to give it to you first, but I'm going to give you 30 seconds. We'll put a time on it. I don't even need it. that. I okay. thought it was a fun film. I thought it was, I, I thought it was like, I, I just, I liked the tropes. I liked how they did it. Um, just listening to how much you hated it, it made me like it more. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this one an eight. This was better than Kate for me. I love it, was, it so much. It was just. It was just I love fun. It, so much. it was just so much fun. Like I want to see more Gabriel. And besides, if they do a sequel, they need to call it Benign at this point. So <laughs> yes, they do. They um, do. You know, or Terminal. Let, let, let Benign, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, a Tom Hanks end, movie. Answer puns are always real. Are always yes. a hit. But he's not benign, though. He's still in there. Yeah. So what about about Kid You? Would Kid You enjoy a horror film of this caliber? Yes. Yes, I would have. And I would have grown up and appreciated it even more. No, I probably would have given it a nine as a kid because I love this kind of stuff. This is a guy. I'm I'm the kind of guy who liked Guyver and liked Toxic Avenger. And I liked stuff that just didn't make sense. Um, I even liked the Swamp Thing movie and, and, you know, stuff like that. And so for me, like just watching this, it would have been like, yeah, it's really messed up, but I like it. You know, it's yeah. it's that kind of thing. That's fair. Um, it would have been something I would have gone to school about and would like loved to joke with my friends about it. Lala, so, yeah, I give it a nine. What do you I got? Respect that. Um, uh, uh, me, I give this movie um, a solid six point five. Um, I'll probably never watch it again unless somebody is like, "You want to watch this movie with me?" And I'll be like, "Sure," because I've seen it. I can just probably go to sleep or something. <laughs> um, not to say, not to say that it was a bad film. Like, not to say it was a bad film. It had elements in which I was like, oh, "Okay, I like that they did that." There, I thought that they were going to do this, but I'm happy that they did it. But it's just not a film that I can see. And I wouldn't put this in my in my catalog. I just won't put it in my catalog. Twelve um, year old me was a weird kid. She would have rocked this movie hard as eggs. You understand me? She would have digged this. Uh, so I'll probably at nine nine year old me no twelve year old me would probably get it to eight. Nine year old. Yeah, nine year old. Nine year old me would be like, oh, blood and gore, turn like yeah. Right. But yeah, twelve year old me good a good eight. I just been like, yo, this is weird. Because I like what was that film into the like the the darkness or into the it was about the two fairies essentially. It was like a movie about the two fairies. Dark, the darkness. And I was just like. The darkness, and I was like, it was just a movie about the two fairy. And I was like the only person in the theater, like, shut up. Like, so, I, I would have, like, I, I like stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. Do you want to go uh, last or next? Mr. All the things. You go last. Okay. Yeah. So, um, one and one. <laughs> I, no, it's not. It's not. So Kid Me probably would have enjoyed this film uh, a bit more. I probably would have given it a seven um, because I would have wanted to see a sequel. And Juan probably would have hit better for me as a, as a director when I was younger, too. I think I've just seen too many horror movies in general um, or just the, the tropes are worn out. I don't know. Uh, Adult Me. It's only a couple of movies they give ones to, so I'm gonna give it a two because it did have some pretty shots and I, I chuckled. Oh, I chuckled a little. Uh, but, I told uh, you it's a solid, I'm a solid two. Lord of the Rings. Two. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is better than this, um, without a doubt. Not not much. You know, we should try to do. We should try to. We should get this. We should get this movie on Blu-ray and get James Wan in the cast to sign it and give it to Smitty as a I, okay. It might make it to yeah, the exactly. to, a, to the secondhand store. No, I'm kidding. Of course, I wouldn't do that to you guys. Uh, I'd keep it. Just be like, look at this joke they gave me. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah. Uh, 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 did I say a 
a six, a six and a two, a two and a six, if you will. All the movie things. What do you? Wow, think? that's amazing. Wow. Okay. Um, hey, that part. That yeah, that is it. Oof. Um, nice. I'll take one. I, w- I will say, like, there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't vibing with. You know, Annabelle Wallace's performance. Um, I did love. There was some really great camera work in this. Um, so I will say, visually, it was really, really great. Um, but, and overall I, I did end up enjoying it just cause I had low expectations for it. You know, overall, uh, I'd probably give it, I'm probably with Lala and give it like a six, six and a half, mm-hmm. um, 12 year old me, 12 year old me. I don't know. I don't think I wouldn't watch a lot of horror as a kid. So I probably wouldn't have liked this. I probably would not have wanted to watch it to be honest. So, um, 12 year old me probably would have been more like a four or five. To be honest, right. so that's me. Fair enough. So you know, some mixed ratings uh, from the real stuff. Yeah, on, yeah. Molly, on Molly. I love it. This yeah. is the stuff I, I love. You guys, I love when we we're not like hundred percent all together on it. It's just right. like we were with Kate. We were all kind of like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, to the point where you want to watch Kate again, so you could be like, what did I miss? Yeah, and then I'll watch it again and go. I shouldn't have watched that again. I, I will. I know, right? He can be mad. He, he just cut uh, out in the in the Discord. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna uh, switch us over to uh, what the is? pre the pre no the pre review uh, with with oh, all the movie cool. things, but it's gonna get weird. So um, and again, I think we'll have to stay quiet for this so that we get to see the whole thing in its glory. So. Uh, ignore no, not that we want you to ignore Sean because he's amazing and uh, he'll be back with us soon. Uh, he's got some things that he's dealing with uh, and we wish him the best and we hope he, we see him back soon. Um, but for the meantime, all the movie things has taken over his, um, his time as the pre-reviewer. And now I'm going to try to get us there. So let's, let's see how this goes. Bear with me for just a moment. I'll... How's it going? Real study viewers. I'm Sean and I'm back with this week's pre review of all the movies coming to theaters and streaming this week. Let's start off this week in the theaters with Cop Shop, starring... What's up, it's Brian, better known as All the Movie Things, and yes, you get to see more of my face. As I screwed up. (laughs) What's up, it's Brian, better known as All the Movie Things, and yes, you get to see more of my face. And I'm here this week to give you the pre-review, so let's get into it. First up, we have coming to Netflix on September 22nd. It's coming Wednesday. Um, We have the home invasion thriller, Intrusion. I know, it's a clever name, right? Stars Frida Pinto, who plays a wife who moves to a small town with her husband. And after a home invasion, she becomes traumatized, but also becomes suspicious of those around her in this small town. And things don't seem to be what they initially appear. She even begins to question and suspect her own husband around the details of the home invasion. So it's kind of like a mystery as well because Frida Pinto's character decides to take matters in her own hands and really uncover this mystery for herself because she can't trust anyone. So be on the lookout for that coming Wednesday, September 22nd. Also coming to Netflix on September 24th, is the dramedy, so it's like a comedy, comedy drama uh, starring Melissa McCarthy, Chris O'Dowd, Timothy Oliphant, and Kevin Kline. I mean, this cast is phenomenal. And Melissa McCarthy's character, Lily, suffers a really great loss. Uh, she shares this loss with her husband, played by Chris O'Dowd. And they both kind of deal with it in their own way. Lily ends up 
having to battle this bird who is a, who's territorial in her own garden, and it is a starling, of course. And through this like funny, kind of dramatic, intense moment or experience that she has with this bird, um, she learns to get through the grieving process, and she also learns that she can expand her love again and, and learn to love again. Um, so it deals with some really heavy subject matter. Um, the loss that it surrounds is um, a miscarriage from, I'm gathering from the trailer. Um, so it's some heavy stuff. And the, there will be some comedy. I mean, it's Melissa McCarthy. It's not your classic Melissa McCarthy, like slapstick physical comedy. But it looks to be a pretty great performance from Melissa McCarthy and Chris O'Dowd as well. So check that out September 24th. All right, this is the one you're, you've all been waiting for. I know it. I haven't, but I'm sure you have. And if you have kids, this is going to be a, a home run. So we're talking about My Little Pony, A New Generation. Yes. Um, this comes out to Netflix also September 24th. This tells a story. Okay, first, get the, the voice cast is pretty great. You got Vanessa Hudgens, James Marsden, Jane Krakowski, Michael McKeon, Elizabeth Perkins, and Ken Jeong. I mean, it's crazy. So this tells a story of Equestria has lost its magic, right? The unthinkable. Who, you know, never thought that Equestria is going to lose its magic ever, right? Unless, I don't know, I've never seen a My Little Pony. Maybe they've lost their magic a bunch of times. Anyway, so Equestria loses its magic. And because of this, all the different species are separated and they want nothing to do with each other. Vanessa Hudgens' character still believes in the magic of Equestria and she goes on this journey to find the magic again and bring it back to Equestria and so that Equestria can be what it once was. And on this journey, she meets all these characters to, to help her along and maybe to also hinder her journey. Um, it's classic hero's journey kind of stuff. And she's going to bring back the magic back to Equestria and uh, My Little Pony can be what it once was. Uh, so yeah, check that out for um, Netflix on September 24th. And the biggest release this coming weekend, September 24th, opening in theaters, is Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, now, this is based on the stage musical from the same name, which also starred Ben Platt. Um, this film stars Ben Platt, Julianne Moore, and Amy Adams, and it tells the story of uh, Evan Hansen, who has crippling social anxiety, and he eventually concocts this story to try to bring himself closer to this family of a recently deceased classmate. There's kind of some kind of controversy surrounding this, one about Ben Platt's age and him being too old to play this character now. He was younger at the time of the play, but um, they, some people think he should have been a new, someone else should have been cast. But there's also, his methods are kind of questionable in this film. I mean, you can tell just from that, that synopsis, it seemed a little like, Maybe you should have thought of things through a little more. So go into it with a grain of salt. You know, maybe it's better. It's getting some mixed reviews right now. I will definitely be checking this one out. And I'll be giving my reviews on, on TikTok, as, as always. All right, that's all we got this week for the pre-review. Sean will be back soon. Sean, buddy, we're thinking of you. And we hope everything's working out. And we can't wait to see you back, because you do this better than I do. In the meantime, you're just thinking of me as a Sean variant. All right, let's go see more of my face. Wow, 
that was uh that was amazing um yeah and that was a great shout out to sean at the end thank you for that that was really beautiful so i think you do good can we just decompress about the whole My Little Pony thing? We can. We totally can. Um, but I think you that do a good a lot job. Of information. So, yeah, that was fun. It was. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm, de- I'm just dedicated to the craft. What can I say? You know, I just, I got to go in <laughs> as much equal research with every film as possible. So His dedication knows no bounds, right. you guys. The big reason I chose My Little Pony was because of the cast like it was i was like really surprised to see like all these people are no, in this it's cast, a cast. Really. It's a yeah i was like cast. okay it is a theater so, my little pony movie go. as well right it will be released in theaters i think it's only netflix actually okay okay yeah. these days it's unless they're the unless they're trying to go for the oscar then they'll then they'll put it in for you know seven days in the theater and then imagine they would try to contend that sounds like a really uh, in-depth <laughs> Yeah, you know, plot. Uh, I, there's uh, a message there. Now. You know, sure. <laughs> I love the yes. I, I that, was, <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, so we're back at the drive-in. Yeah, we're going to be talking it. about what if. I think we can get two episodes under our belt in 20 minutes. They're not overly long and they're not overly complex. Um, they're really just fun, and I think people are taking what if a little too seriously. I've heard a lot of negative criticisms about how it doesn't do this or that, and I'm like, you you know, these are just like one-off like one shots like that's it's all they are and if you're expecting more than that i don't i mean there might be interconnectivity and that might be cool and not even that like it's a billion what if there's a billion right. <laughs> and these are just some of them, you know the comics could right, be right. technically considered part of this even considering mm-hmm. all of it's connected at this point so anyway so what if uh, episode two, uh, that was the episode uh, where we have T'Challa, in, you know, as a as a Ooh. ravager. And uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty, pretty cool stuff. Um, yeah. And so we, you know, or what did they say? Black Panther in space. I don't know. There were a couple of different things that people were kind of joking about it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I love the cartoon style. I think this is a brilliant a way to approach uh, this. I think I said that the first episode we reviewed and I really enjoy just the fun takes like they're not taking it too seriously, but they're still trying to cover their bases, you know, trying to make sure they don't leave, you know, something for us to pick apart. Cause whew, we Marvel fans, man, we'll, we'll, we'll tear into that real easy. Um, so what do you, what do you guys think overall about these you know, for episode two and three, we're going to skip the others for now. We'll just do two and three. What do you guys think of them overall? Um, all the movie things. Let's start with you. Didn't we do two? I don't think I we thought did. we did too. I thought we cap- ca- we did Captain Carter, and then we had to take a break. I swear we did too. Because I remember watching but... number two in the hospital while I was watching my baby. So that's how I'm okay. pretty certain we haven't done two. Okay. So we didn't talk about different. Thanos and on what if at all that I know of. So, hmm. hmm. I mean, it's a good episode. We like can we... talk about it again. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I mean, no, we, I mean, we definitely can, but I just thought, I thought like maybe the three of us talked about it, but you didn't. Like, no, never mind. Never, no, 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 you're go good. Ahead, go I have a solution to this problem. Um, okay. What if episode one was that episode? That's all we discussed. Okay. So, right. Just looking at the at, at going it's back. Fine. Okay. So, go um, all the movie things. What do you think about uh, episodes two and three, which was the uh, picking up of Fury's. Uh, Big week. Oh, 
as well. Oh yeah, period big week. Um, yeah, both those were like really incredible episodes to me. I mean, absolutely loved episode two. Just getting, you know, I mean, the obvious thing is getting Chadwick Boseman back for like a full episode. You know, and we've heard him pop in here and there, but this was like his like big big episode for him. Um, it just it just kind of blew me away that like. You know, he's so pure in character that, oh, it just takes T'Challa to kind of like have a conversation with, you know, Thanos. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? What was I thinking? I think I'll just join you guys. And so I, I thought that was really great. Um, episode three was also another really great one for me. Um, I think those two were kind of competing in my head for best for my favorite episode. Um yeah, I'm de- I'm loving this whole series definitely. I uh, I love the animation style. This like cell shaded kind of animation, um, and some are like some are pretty dark. Like we've got we've got a couple of pretty dark episodes. Not these two. Well, no, four, five, and well, three, three, four, five, <laughs> so, and six have been yeah, three, four, yeah, gut wrenching yeah, like, um, in yeah. a lot of ways. So. Yeah, it was definitely a lot to take for episode three. Or right away, they they don't waste any time with these episodes. They're a lot of them are they're just like fast paced, um, and yeah, I'm just really I'm really enjoying. It. I can't really say anything bad about any of these episodes so far. But I think two and three are definitely up there for me as my favorites. Mister Marvelite. So so two and three were actually for were really good for me. Um, <clears throat> two. I, I thought it was really interesting because you see stark contrast between um, Peter Quill and T'Challa and how their the the change it, it basically you know I, I think the thing that struck me the most is when you when you first you first uh, find T'Challa on uh, Morag and he is um, basically uh, for some Korath Korath sees him and is. Um, it immediately recognizes T'Challa Star Lord, whereas in the original Guardians of the Galaxy, he doesn't recognize him at all. Peter Quill's, well, you might know me as Star Lord. He's like, who? And <clears throat> there's this, there's this idea of the reputation that T'Challa has built up for himself, because mm-hmm. whereas Peter Quill had a mom that was talking about, you know, a man in the stars, where, you know, she was, you know, cancer, she had cancer, she was, you know, everyone thought she was delusional. And so Peter was like hopped up on pop culture. T'Challa was being raised as a prince and he, he was instilled by the values of Wakanda and T'Challa did not have the, the idea of protecting the kingdom. He wanted to go out and explore. And so he was willing to basically accept anyone um, in the universe as part of his family. And by, by his own mentality, he was able to win people over. I think in a, in a sense, like like when we saw T'Challa in Civil War where he's talking to Zemo at the end, um, Zemo and him have a hard heart conversation. I think T'Challa probably like won Zemo over a bit to where Zemo wanted to kill himself, and T'Challa's like, "No, you're not. You don't get to die. You know th- that's that's not the route that we're going to go with this." And I think T'Challa just always had that had that energy, let alone. And I don't think that they were pandering to one of the last performances for Chadwick Boseman. I just think that's mm-hmm. the character of T'Challa. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so it was, it was fantastic to see that. And I, I completely get, I mean, 
there was all of these positive changes, but you guys noticed a little subtle bad things that happened. Um, Since since, uh, Thanos wasn't the villain of the story anymore, you have Tanalir Tavon be the villain. And in that battle with with, uh, T'Challa, you're seeing like Thor's hammer, Captain America's shield, and you've got all of these Ooh, Avengers. Yeah. I think so. It means that the world was probably in a lot of lot worse shape <laughs> than than we probably left it with. And Wakanda is just protected because they're still hidden. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with every good thing, there was also something bad that happened. And of course, we saw the ending of of What If, where we 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 meet Ego again. So, you know, there's like, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, it really just brings it that cascading thing where, you know, one thing happens after another. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Lala. Third movie, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, the third movie, the, the third episode bothered me because the, 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 what if happened before the, um, the incident, they actually left it as like a hidden, like a hidden gem toward the end of the episode. You don't really know what the catalyst was that caused us to lose the Avengers but it, that was where they kind of started going against the flow because we see that in even like in episode six where the 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 thing that changes everything is off screen and we're not seeing it and that bothered yeah. me at first but I was okay with it later on. Nice, Lala. What do you get? What do you got for episodes two and three? Uh oh, you're muted. I think. Yeah, I am muted. My bad. <laughs> um. T'Challa became Star-Lord. Um, that was the episode I was excited for because it's, it's T'Challa. And I wanted to hear Chadwick's voice again and I almost cried. Especially at the end when they dedicated the episode to him. I was like, ah, you almost got my cat. But I I, lo- I like that episode because it just shows like the power of, of talk. The power of like it can be having a conversation with somebody can be just as powerful as like punching them in the face. <laughs> so um, that's why I'm a firm believer on like think before you speak. And I feel like T'Challa has that in space based on how he was raised. But it was also nice to see a young T'Challa who like wanted more from his world than just the border in which he was in because he was kind of like imprisoned. But in the best way, but he was still kind of like imprisoned. And he got liberated and then liberated a whole universe right because but also it kind of tipped the balance in a way because like mr marvel like said like you know it's kind of like a hydra type of thing you cut the head off of one like two three more kind of grow and in the sacred timeline when you saw that um uh Taban was he was just a kooky guy that that collected what he could right because yeah. Thanos was what he was. He kind of collected scraps in a way. Not to say that the, the, that the beans that he collected were scraps, but he collected what he could, right? And so, but in this one, you so you see that his collection is massive mm-hmm. because all of these universes hadn't been destroyed, so there was like a lot of loot to collect essentially. So mm-hmm. it was it was interesting to see like um, not only that he got so buff. I was like, what? what did he do? <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, I was like damn. Okay, yeah. I was like, all right. Uh, he he reminded me of like a Dragon Ball Z character. character. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, like an old yeah. anime character that's like covered up and then all of a sudden yeah. he just put like, like buff up. He's like, okay, all right. Um, but, um, and I like, I love that it was clever. I love it. We saw these characters that we've seen before, but they're taking different, like Drax being a bartender um, <laughs> yeah. was like funny, because, but he was still Drax. 
right he has his family he has like he has the childhood thing for that like just the trajectory of some of our characters lives like you see that nebula is more she's still robotic but she's still like i think she's more human in this she has a little bit of robot um um parts but she's more human she has long hair or hair period and she's more comfortable in herself like i love that she calls him cha-cha i'll never call him anything else other than that because it's the cutest thing ever. Um, I might have a dog and name it Cha Cha because that's just beautiful. Um, can we? Uh, but I love that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can we admit that we need a whole show where those are the Ravagers and we get to just watch a pirate show for two or three seasons? Like, I love seeing I Thanos know. as this like anti hero. Where he like does good, right? Right. I love that. Like, it's only half the you know existence. No big deal. Uh, It sounds a little you know. I'm down. You know, I I think that that would have been so good. But that's a part of his character that I like too. That like, okay, yeah, I I helped him think a different way, but he's still like, you know, I think my way could work too. But I guess this is cool too. Like, I like because like nobody ever fully switches. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's ever like this person's 100 percent. Like in the back of your mind, you still believe your own height. You still believe your own rhetoric. You know. Um, episode three for me, um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It wasn't until Natasha got flipped up and down that library that I figured out who it was. <laughs> it was very like a, a like a murder mystery at this point. I was mm-hmm. like, well, "What's happening? Mm-hmm. What, like all these mistakes and what is going on?" And then when she got thrown around like a rag doll, I was like, "This is very similar yeah, like, to her and Ant Man plot in Civil War." I was like, "This is very." So I like to bring in elements that we've already seen. There's like connect the dots. There's another element um, there too, with the with the yellow jacket being that that is who Hank Pym goes yeah. and becomes evil in the comic books, yeah. and we don't get to see that in the MCU. So they found a way to bring Hank Pym as the yellow jacket in as a bad guy. Yes. I think that's nice and that I they're love, doing these little things. But I also feel like he didn't want to kind of like disrespect the Ant Man, right? So it's kind of like like. I would become this new persona in a way mm-hmm. to exact revenge for my daughter. And I like that. I like the Loki aspect of the episode. I love um, that Loki first came down and was like, yo, 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 y'all killed my brother. So yeah. it's only right that, yeah. And then he actually gets vengeance. And then he's like, what? I think I'm going to rule y'all anyway. Because like, it just, it just, because <laughs> why not? This is Loki. Because exactly, because it just shows that this is Loki, regardless, mm-hmm. right? And I, I love that at the end we see Fury like because like because like there's always more like just like I said with Hydra, like you cut one head off. I feel like even if a even if a hero goes down, there's always more. And Marvel has shown that they always have more heroes. And to see uh, Steve Rogers' uh, shield, and then to see um, Carol, like you know what's next? I was like. I wouldn't mind if that continued. You know what I mean? Because it would that would have been interesting. I don't need any of these to continue. If I want to be honest, I like that they all kind of end on a what if. Like they literally end on what if. Right. Like and I and I, and I actually dig that aspect. So I'm 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 trying to get my mother to watch what if, but she don't do cartoons. Hmm. So my brother is like my brother's like I can watch it once and once only. <laughs> and so I got him. I'm trying to get my mom. But these are I'm I'm loving these. I think these are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not going to touch on episode three because we only have a couple more minutes and uh, I do have to get to the baby. And as much as I would love to always do the after show or the the long run, um, that may come with time. But uh, as of right now, we can't do that. But I will say this. 
when Hulk exploded, I was not a happy person. I oh man, that was. That was I was bad. like, yeah. but oh. but like, but like, you can kill the rest of them, but don't do that. Don't do that. When Hulk exploded, I got very upset. And then of course I, oh, I said, yeah, you can't. Yeah, I knew that part was gonna mess yeah, you I didn't up. like yeah. it. I was actually I was I felt like Marvel I did. I was like I was pretty upset at the episode. I was like, what are you doing? No. But then the but reasoning, I, I was they, like, ah, oh, they gave a good reason. But I love how they brought Incredible Hulk back into the into the MCU, like yeah. we're arguing about it. It's like yeah. I don't even know why people argued about it. He said he leveled New York. Like, yeah, Harlem. They literally yeah. say that he he's like he's like he's like, he's like I leveled Harlem. I can't go back. That's literally yeah. what you know. He's his character. Broke, he's a broke Harlem. He did. Yeah. He did. And he did. Like, he did. On that note, um, no reason to rate this. We'll rate the whole series when we get to the end of it. Um, yeah. We definitely yeah. all enjoyed them. Uh, but uh, there are a couple uh, little things since we have like two minutes. Um, our movie voice guy did some recordings for us, um, which I thought were fantastic. And unfortunately, you guys aren't going to hear them until you hear them through the the actual uh, stream. Sure. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a couple of these just because I thought he did such a great job. So here here we go. The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try and take over the world. Which I I love that Mickey's really willing to do these. So that was the pinky in the brain one. Oh, he's like jumping right in there. What's in the box? Oh, let me mute so I can hear these. Why so serious? Just some fun things and then... Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. And what I'm hoping is that we can a- a- adapt these into the channel so that you guys can play these when you feel like it. Good morning, Charlie. So anyway, those are some fun things that uh, our movie voice guy, also known as Self Help Wallet and Keys uh, over on TikTok, also known as Mickey. We all have a lot of names around here, uh, and that's okay. Uh, those are some those are some great fun uh, sounds we'll have on the show as we go as well. Um just trying to see if there's anything else in the chat. It doesn't look like it other than just all the great interaction. Thank you, uh, Ray Ray for stopping by miraculous Muncie. Uh, thank you to my hosts, mm-hmm. black girl, Marvel, Mr. Marvelite and all the movie things. Thank you to Sean, even though you could not be here this week. Thank you to captain salty dog. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing people. I know I'm missing. People. Just Jess, just Jesse for it's the subscription. Which I didn't yes. Thank you very much for that. I'm yes. oh, yeah. Lily. What is it? Lily? LOL. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Spider Parker Man number one. Thank you for the subscription. Peter, it was a Peter Spider Parkman. 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 Sorry. Parkman. Yeah. Thank you to everybody. If we missed you, I I I I do apologize, but we we love you all. Uh, I think I'm gonna skip rating tonight. I didn't see anybody on. uh, So since everything's not set up and I gotta go, uh, I would love to, but. You guys all have a great Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you. It was good to see you guys. Yep. Have a good night. And join us next week. Bye. See you next week.